Welcome to our inaugural episode of Healing with Ketamine. I am your host, Dr. Cassius Drake, and we are excited to be here with you today to share with you our own personal journeys of healing, transformation. We have exciting topics about psychedelics, ketamine, mindfulness, meditation, creative work, spiritual transformation, and everything that it takes to become a whole and healthy and happy human being. Um, with me today is my wife and partner, uh, Jacqueline Drake, uh, who has been an uh, uh, integral member in getting our healing paradigm off the ground. Uh, she has a powerful story of healing and transformation uh, to share with you, um, which we will get to in a second. And as we move along in, in this podcast, moving forward, we're gonna be bringing in other guests uh, to discuss their journeys. Um, and we look forward to this being a powerful source of information and growth for, for all of our listeners. Um, so Jacqueline, it's, it's, uh, I can't believe we're here and we're, and we're doing this now. It's been, uh, such an amazing journey to get to this point and while we're here. While we're here. So, so how did we get here, yeah. Jacqueline? Why don't you share with us? Why don't we start with you? Um, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. You're an artist, an award-winning artist. You owned a, a gallery, a healing arts gallery, um, award-winning gallery, a place where you did workshops and art therapy and uh, creative work and poetry readings and, and uh all sorts of things to yeah. to inspire people. So why don't you tell us more about who you are and ah. how we ended up here? Yeah. Well, I'm excited for this podcast because being able to share not only our stories right now, but being able to share other people's stories of healing is, um, I, I truly believe that's incredibly powerful to see that there is hope and results actually on the other side of this. Um, uh, to, to start with me, I, you know, I, I'm an artist, but also a healer. And when I say healer, it means I have a whole entire background of using uh, meditation and mindfulness and create and using all of that for creativity and really using the, 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 the creative process as healing. And um, this, our practice, I do a lot of that as well in our practice now. And it's been incredible to work with people. Um, getting them to express themselves from a more authentic place. Um, my own journey started many, many years ago, um, and my dream had always been to build a place that I could help people heal on a different level using all sorts of creativity. Um, and like uh, Dr. Drake had said there, I used to have poetry nights and open mic music nights, all for the purpose of using creativity to help people heal. And it really becomes about the process of creativity. My own journey started actually after I closed the gallery. Um, I found myself in a very difficult, hard spot. Um, in the course of building my dream was I gained a lot of weight. I lost a lot of people in my life, my dad, my aunt. All of that kind of um, caught up to me in those five years of mm -hmm. building my building the play, uh, my dream. And mm -hmm. I spent so much time with it and building up, um, obviously, my own art is 
its own <laughs> entity and then building a space for this uh, for other people to create it took a lot out of me and there was no room for self-care and when i closed the gallery um it was a few months after that when i actually didn't recognize myself in a picture and that's when i realized i needed some help yeah. um and when then that photo that's when i realized my mindset wasn't right and and as a life coach, I really approach everything in more of a balance, trying to find balance with people and a mind, body and the creative spirit balance. And when I looked at that picture, there was nothing balanced in that picture. When I looked at the, the yeah. physical aspect, body was not well. Mind clearly was depressed. Um, my body not been taking care of it. I had gained over 100 pounds building up my practice. Um, and because I didn't take care of myself and my creative spirit at the same time was not there either, okay. clearly. And that's when I knew I had to take a deep dive. And of course, <laughs> it was COVID, right? Starting at, right when I had closed the gallery. And um, and there were some other things that had happened, the reasons not only of COVID, why I closed the gallery, but there were some other uh, personal things. And um, so I had to really take a hard look at all of it. And mindset really... For me, when I look at people's mindsets or when I look at my own, it's kind of the space that we're in all the time, right? Are we living in this more negative ninny space, headspace, or are we really living more in a positive, um, you know, moving forward type of attitude? And at that point, I was not. I clearly was not in that, that space. So you recognized um, you had to make a change. Yeah. And um, at the point, you know, we, you and I had even uh, started talking about ketamine at that point because um, we had obviously studied it and um, wanted to help people with it. We weren't doing it at that point during my journey, um, in the beginning at least. And at that point, the only tool I really had was what I had, which was meditation and mindfulness skills that even at my healing arts gallery, I would teach mindful eating classes and mindful journaling classes. Um, and the reality was I wasn't doing any of that. I clearly was not mindfully eating. I clearly was not mindfully taking care of my body and mind at any point of that, even though I was teaching it. And that's so looking at all these harder places of even looking at the things that I wasn't really walking the walk doing, um, that hit me a lot. And I realized I had to do something, not only from looking at that picture, but something severe and, um, Pretty intense had to happen, mm -hmm. and <laughs> the only device I had, um, obviously, it was in the middle of COVID, and we were everybody was on lockdown at the time in Michigan. Um, I had a virtual reality device, and using that for years, I was using immersive therapies, getting people to use it for meditation in the gallery, showing the people different ways that look. You know, if you don't want to sit through a guided meditation or listen to one, there's other ways we can actually put you inside of one, and so that. I knew having those tools, I could really do something with my own mind. And um, and I did. And I used a lot of it for art. And a lot of my art now is still in VR and AR, um, augmented reality and virtual reality. And um, anyways, and using that for that, I thought, well, shoot. And so using it for meditation and art, I stumbled upon fitness in it. And um, VR fitness uh, kind of literally fell into my lap. I was literally looking for something I could just move my body, maybe Tai Chi or something mm -hmm. I could move, yoga even, because um, I was starting to feel a little better in my mind space. And I thought, well, shoot, now I can start moving my body a little bit more and maybe I'll feel a little better. And started moving a little bit <laughs> and then became 
a lot. Um, and still to this day, I, I, I work out every day, um, either in virtual reality or in another form now. But, um, so as I hear you, you recognize that uh, you saw yourself in a picture and you said, this, this has to change. I can't yeah. be this person anymore. And, and you made steps to, to take action, to practice what you preach, so yeah. to speak. You know, you realize that you had gotten off track. And so you got back to your own, your own practices of mindfulness and meditation, and yeah. being creative again and, and, and getting out there and being active and moving your body and You've had a powerful transformation. So yeah. you, uh, so as a result of that, you you had a profound uh, weight loss. Why don't you tell us? Yes, and um, it, it, it is pretty profound. Uh, the weight loss itself, the fitness level, is actually, I think, for me, very profound. Um, I was never really exactly fit, <laughs> I wouldn't say, but now um, the athleticism that I have now is is incredible. Um, I've lost close to, I think it was eighty nine pounds close to 90, um, total. And, and it was gradual. Um, I did it a lot of, uh, high intensity workouts, um, but all in virtual reality and knowing how the device really works and really what an immersive experience can do on the mind. I knew that working out in this is going to be a whole different game changer. And, and it was, and it still is for me every day. Um, and then a lot of people, you know, I always help people now that want to try that. Um, so I do have a lot of people with the fitness aspect now, which is, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that was not, that was not ever the plan, but now it is, it's been really interesting. What would you think would be the most important thing for someone to consider if they wanted to pursue what, if they wanted to make a transformation, what is the Mm -hmm. first step they need to take? Well, you know, for me, it was really looking at mind, body, and spirit. And, you know, I, it, it, it becomes almost like I, what I call it a recipe at one time. Um, but it's, it's really, and as a life coach, it's kind of my prescription to people um, to really live this way. And if you do something for your mind every day, meditation, sitting in mindfulness, or even having a present moment awareness moment just by yourself or doing something that puts you in that meditative flow state, right? I have a YouTube channel that I talk a lot about flow state in and um, how immersive therapies can get you really in that space. And it's the same space, which is fascinating to me. It's the same space as when you would have a ketamine treatment. Um, It's also the same space deep meditators go into um, is this incredible flow state. Um, So back to your question, how would I, I would absolutely have people look and really honestly look at themselves. You know, when I I actually quit drinking, as you know, as well, um, using mindfulness and in that aspect, it was really looking at what the reasons I was drinking for. You know, if you really pay attention to why is it just in these social situations and you really look at, well, maybe these social situations are not really authentic, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I think part of what um, that I really started noticing was like negativity and toxicity in my overall so I started looking at that way with my body, with my mind, what was really toxic, you know, and, and when I say toxic, it's not so much things that you ingest or even inhale. It can be things that are implemented nonstop. I mean, I think about our social media platforms, you know, it's nonstop of right. stuff, right? And we're bombarded. And I started really looking at every time I looked at some social media, I would get either angry or jealous or whatever these emotions were. And I kept thinking to myself, I'm putting myself in this, my position for this. I'm creating my yes. own 
<laughs> stress and drama and uh, whatever that looks like in there. And I realized that there was a lot of looking at what we intake negatively from all sources, right, into the mindset, because that affects us. It affects us so much um, and the body as well. So looking at it really. So you made a decision to to be mindful of what you took in, mm. what you thought, what Absolutely. you ate, how you felt. Uh, and and that's created tremendous long-lasting change yeah. for you. Um, and, and it also has changed my heart as well. You know, I'm, I'm creating a lot differently now, um, but from, you know, I've always tried to create from that deeper place. My work has always been like that. Um, <laughs> it's always been, you know, I've always taken people into a deep meditation to create from that space. And my own art, though, has now changed a little bit too, being more authentic and more... Um, mindful really about it and you're also helping other people to pull that out of themselves now and, and and to find that within themselves and connect in their own creative spirit and bring it out on canvas and that's a really beautiful work when i've seen that happen um uh, so it is incredible to be honest that is my favorite part of being able to get people to create for another purpose you know it isn't just to make product lines or make a big installation somewhere or do a big commission for somebody um or even do pop-up shows all that it has never been about that. I have led art organizations. I have ran school things. It's all about the process of art and getting people to create for that reason now. It's incredible. Amazing. Thanks for sharing all of that. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll share with you um, that, you know, you during the pandemic when, you know, when we had to, we had to, you know, you know, close things and, and, and all of that. And you began to do your own work of healing on yourself. And there was a moment where you said that, that I, I don't want to be this anymore. I mean, you began to make change um, and and it was very visible um, and you were doing the work and it was beginning to show to show benefits. Um, and then for myself, um, you know, that was inspiring for me. Um, and that led me to to begin my own work of healing for myself, you know, because for my, myself, you know, I was a uh, an ER doctor for for a couple of decades. I did that for for 20 years. Um, it's a very stressful work that had taken a toll on me and, and, and led to me actually leaving that work um, and, and uh, beginning to find my, 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 my own way back to, to health and wholeness uh, as well. Um, and when you started to do your work and begin to change, I realized I needed to begin to do some work on myself too um, to catch up. Now, uh, uh, for myself, um, you know, some of those struggles were with you know, stress and uh, anxiety, uh, how to get back to, to work and how to do the job and, and manage stress. And, and for me, uh, as you know, we looked at different healing paradigms and what would work, uh, I found myself uh, uh, looking for ketamine. Um, and uh, as a, uh, a method of healing um, for me, uh, to pull out of that place. And so as we did research about that, I began to consider if that was work that I wanted to do for, for myself um, uh, and uh, had my own uh, ketamine experience, uh, which was profoundly transformative uh, that led us to, to go into this work uh, that we do now together uh, of helping people to, to heal um, at depth using all of these uh, various techniques. Um, and, uh, you know, just sharing some other, you know, steps along the way with that journey for myself, 
Um, you know, I found my, my ketamine experience to be uh, deeply profound and it gave me some, some insights in, into who I was as a healer uh, and what I was trying to accomplish. Um, and, and we set out to do this work of uh, using this uh, powerful healing paradigm uh, to change people. Um, as it would happen, uh, as, uh, as we tell our patients, um, sometimes when you begin a journey of healing, uh, that journey, we don't have any control over that journey. And, and sometimes we think, you know, I'm going to start doing some work on myself and I'm going to get better and I'm going to empower myself and, and, and life is going to be, begin to look a certain way. Uh, or be a certain way and everything's going to work out and it's going to be great. And we were experiencing that in mm -hmm. our in our work as we were working with people and they were coming in and we were seeing all these people having such profound transformations and change. Um, and for myself, I, you know, I've have everyone has a family member, you know, for example, uh, who they feel like I sure wish I could help that person. Um, and, and through my, my work and, 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 and healing, um, I had a family member who I really wanted to help. Um, and I would often, you know, advise her to, you know, make changes or, or do certain things. Uh, and as you would have it, people don't always listen. Um, and so, uh, I would even write things to her, uh, you know, my mindfulness, spiritual things that I would write that I would put out in public on Facebook that real you know, people found pretty inspiring, but she didn't know that I was actually writing it for her. Um, and hoping that, you know, something would sink in there. Um, and maybe a little bit did, maybe a little bit didn't. Um, but as fate would have it, uh, we started doing this work with ketamine uh, and seeing this change. Um, and I had this hope uh, that, you know, this would be effective also um, for my family member um, and, and that she would try it and it would, and it would be effective for her. Uh, but six months after we opened that clinic, she took her own life. Um, and that was devastating. Uh, and one of the hardest phone calls uh, I'd ever received. Um, and I had to face that in, in some really strong ways. And just like you had to face that moment where you realized you had to make a change, that you couldn't stay where you were, even if you didn't know how to move forward from there, you knew that you couldn't stay where you were. And so you had to do something and you found all the ways that work for you. And for myself, when this happened, when we had that, that loss, that sudden tragic loss, I had to ask myself, well, how am I going, how, how am I going to help myself with this? You know, as they say, physician heal thyself. How does that work? in this situation. And I actually had to ask myself the question, am I going to continue to do this work? Um, can I continue to do this work? Um, and I found, and this is what we find is the, the power of these, these treatments that we're using of psychedelics, of ketamine, is that they give you an, a, an opportunity to experience a different way of feeling. 
and a different emotional state that can give you a different perspective on things. And when I stopped and considered what had, what had happened, I went back to my ketamine treatment and the experience that I'd had within that of knowing this was my work, of, of knowing this was the paradigm of healing and this was the way to go. And then when I faced that question of, do I continue doing this? The answer was yes. And then I had to ask myself, well, I'm going to continue to do this work. How, like, how am I going to be able to be with people and contain them and support them and, and give them empathy and support and right. when, a, when, when, I'm, when I'm hurting, right. Right. you know, when, when my heart's broken, how am I going to do that? And I had to use every tool I'd ever learned and ever been taught um, to continue to do the work that we were doing and to sit down with patients and to be mindful of what I was doing, to be present with the patient, to be present with myself, to be present and learn how to contain myself um, from those insights that I had learned through this work and through those ketamine treatments. And it dawned on me that if I'm gonna continue this work, I have patients who are struggling with similar issues. Um, and to best help them, I'm going to have to figure out a way, uh, a pathway to deal with things of this nature. Mm -hmm. And what's came from that is this paradigm that, that we've created um, that we call the way of the butterfly. And it's a beautiful paradigm of transformative healing mm -hmm. that's built on connecting with love and being contained in that love wherever you are mm -hmm. and allowing that to be the healing to bring up and uh, to bring a feeling of self-compassion um, for acceptance for forgiveness of self and all of these to come uh, within this 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 paradigm of this healing protocol um, and it just begins with with asking for help and 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 finding a way to reconnect with love now we how do you do that right how does a person do that that's <laughs> great well, how do you person do that right. and and so you know we use a lot of different ways to do that. Um, we, we use psychedelics, we use ketamine within uh, a ketamine experience, a dissociative state. It's possible to have a true emotional experience of unconditional love or peace or mercy or forgiveness to really feel it and taste it and know that that's real. And then we teach people in our work of, of how, to, how to stay there and how to make that to be a real part of their life. And so for myself, um, you know, that paradigm applied when I, I looked at what had happened uh, and I had to, to ask myself and, and face how I felt about it, my own feelings of, did I do the right things? Um, you know, a, as a healer was, was, did I do the right things for her? Did I fail? Did I fail her? Did I fail my family? Did I fail myself? And those are really challenging questions. And there's with no real answers, 
um, other than when I found myself able to return to that place of just being contained in that unconditional love and support, then I was able to feel mercy on myself mm-hmm. for, for things that were out of control in, in a way that you can't tell somebody. You know, it's not the words you can tell people these things, but unless it has emotional reality and, and you actually can stand there, um, it doesn't have much power. Um, and we found that this this paradigm had that power uh, to bring that mercy and compassion for self that allowed me to forgive myself for things that may or may not have been my fault, um, but to return to a place of peace with myself and of myself. It didn't, it wasn't easy. It's taken some time. It's been a while. Um, and it's been an upward climb and I wouldn't say that it's over, uh, but I'm certainly much further along than I was and there's hope um, and, and, we've just seen the power of this paradigm and that image of the transformative journey of the butterfly Mm -hmm. from the caterpillar that enters the chrysalis and then emerges as a new and beautiful creature. Mm -hmm. And and for us, that chrysalis is that container of unconditional love. You know, we spin that around ourselves and our patients um, through ketamine, through Mm -hmm. mindfulness, through meditation, through creative work. Well, um, I always think too that we, you and I had worked in sterile medical situations, yes. and this this work is anything but it, sterile. It's um, it's pretty amazing to have that kind of connection. It's it's a different kind of medicine, completely. Yes. <laughs> it really is the whole thing, the whole way. So it's been a profound journey, and and a powerful one. And you know, we've we feel this this paradigm, this way of healing, this way of seeing things. Um, it, it has enormous potential uh, to change people at death yeah. and, and to, to help them find themselves in a, in a, a different place, in a long-lasting place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that in, in your own journey, there were probably places where mm-hmm. you, you, you had some self-judgment and, oh, and, yeah. you, and you probably found yeah. similar things in your journey. Yeah, I mean, that's um, in my, it, for my mental state, that was a, a big battle for me was uh, the negative self-talk and basically self-love. I mean, there was none. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, learning self-compassion and self-love and really, really using it, meaning digging deep into that to find the strength to go on and to finding, you know, a, a different way of being. And and I, and I want to add to that when, um, and, and I tell this to our patients as well, but um, when Dr. Drake had... Um, ketamine and he went under the treatments for it um it was incredible to see as a spouse um because you see it in the little things it's always in the little things and you know after you've been with somebody for well we've been together 25 years um married for 23 now um and when you're with somebody for so long that you begin to know their little habits right and little little things that they do or say and movements or whatever it may be um, I noticed those were different. There was like a little bit, not as I call it sharp edges. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you weren't responding as you would normally respond to something, especially at that point of your life, you were really mad or angry about a lot of things. 
um, in just life in general about that. And so seeing you not respond so normally, <laughs> it was like just a little shift. And then honestly, that's when I was like, okay, this is the real deal. This is. <laughs> Honestly, it was like, well, it's working on him. This is incredible. So um, what do I need to do to help him you know, build this practice up to help more people? Because uh, I, it was one of those I had to see it to believe it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it just happened to be that I really did see it and really do believe it now. Um, yeah, it's uh, your transformation has been amazing as well to watch. It's been a, it's been a, an amazing journey to 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 watch both of us, uh, uh, to go through this and, and to embody, you know, what it means to go through uh, transformative change. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, in our work now today, and, uh, you know, we work with, with, with patients who struggle with loss, mm. depression, yeah. anxiety, a lot of anxiety, you Lots know, prior trauma. Mm -hmm. Um, many times they've tried everything, um, and they're and they're not making any progress. You know, they talk about it. They they do meditation. They may even do meditation and, and mindfulness, and right. and they, they still find themselves yeah. stuck. Yeah. Um. And, and then they'll find themselves sitting in front of us. Right. Um. And, and we'll say, are are you ready for transformative change? Yeah. Are, are are you ready for a journey uh, entire in, into yourself, mm -hmm. um, in a way that empowers. And, and changes you um, uh, forever in, in, in some ways. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we find that, you know, it's the combination of making that container, that 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 chrysalis for, for the butterfly um, to what happens in that chrysalis, the caterpillar dissolves into nothingness, <laughs> still maintains its essence, <laughs> and it comes out as something brand new and beautiful. Um, and, and often our patients go through a process like that. And then yeah. the beginning can be like, whoa, what am right. I anymore? Am I who? Yo, well, you're not who you were anymore. You're becoming something entirely different, entirely different. and beautiful. Um, that's going to allow you to literally soar above where you used to be. Um, and you know, it's, it's a combination of things that gets people there. It's, it's medication, it's maybe it's a psychedelic experience, maybe it's mindfulness, meditation, it's spiritual work, it's mm -hmm. being creative, it's getting up and moving your body, um, it's being alive. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think that's see. been the best part of, of this for me is one of the, the aspects of I've been a life coach and now it's finally I'm really doing the work as a life coach. Um, because I'm able to work with them in all those aspects. You know, it's it's a combination of obviously art and nursing and all sorts of meditation training and everything else. But it's really incredible to finally use, you know, meditation training that you get to be able to have people, um, you know, get them out of, of a panic attack or, you know, teaching them different ways to breathe, you know, for different life situations. It's different than just learning it and using it when you're done at the yoga studio. You know, this is a different kind of meditation that I teach. I've always worked in crisis centers and cancer centers and um, used it for pain relief and, you know, just really mindset and getting out of the minds, the place, whatever they're at. So it's been incredible to use all of these tools now with um, all of our patients. And, you know, once they start feeling better in their mind, you know, I'm all about the balance, right? So mind and body and mm -hmm. creative spirit. And I feel like if we're doing a little bit of one of those things every day, 
just a little bit. And I always think even if you can't create something, let's just even have a thought, right? Even just a thought starts triggering that right side of the brain. Um, and I also think that's a, an incredible paradigm also that we work. Um, <laughs> we, we always often say to our patients that he's the surgeon <laughs> and then I'm the rehab. Because so <laughs> there is that aspect well. of it. It works really well. Um, but I really do. I love being able to get people to, you know, once they start feeling better in their minds, you know, they, I, we, I also call it come Jedi training. But once people start trying to really work on their mindset and really look at where their thoughts are during the day, um, I, I, our intakes, I love to talk about this on our intakes because a lot of people don't even realize that you're not your thoughts all day long. You don't have to. What do I say? You don't have to serve them to right. me. Yeah. <laughs> so once we learn about mindfulness and really what the thoughts are, and they're really just thoughts, and we don't have to... Uh, attach anything to those, including emotions or behaviors. See those as what they are. And that's what practice really ends up doing, um, teaching them a way to be in contact with that part of their, their self, because it really makes a huge difference, um, especially in our anxiety patients and um, really pretty much for everybody. <laughs> I know I work on it daily myself. Um, but yeah, that's, it's been incredible, an incredible journey to use all life skills. Life what do you skills. think has been most surprising for you that you've seen happen with our? Oh, with our practice? Um, the tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that is the, the most interesting thing that I was not expecting. Um, people are having such profound experiences in their ketamine experience, right? Um, pretty, you know, and it's so unique to each human that it's their experience, it's their memories, it's their subconscious mind that they're going within. And, you know, when they come out and they've seen something completely from a different perspective or they've, you know, and it's not even so much the psychedelic stuff that they're seeing. It's it's definitely more on the emotion side, right? And so when they come up from that, I mean, it's, it's just incredible. But <laughs> apparently it's very profound because when they get with me, we ended up creating it differently, right? And maybe it might be me, but I end up getting them to create it in any which way. I meet every person wherever they are creatively, writers, musicians, wherever they might be, painters. Um, and we also create in VR also, so virtual reality, virtual spaces and 3D painting. And anyways, um, but when they do that, for some reason, these images are really in installed in their, in their mindset to the point where it's so life-changing. They want to literally tag their body on it and they will do tattoos. So I think tattoos, I have to say, was not on the agenda of opening an academy. So I did not think everybody was going to uh, want a tattoo. Was, that was, that was not, <laughs> but That was, uh, I think that is my, um, out of all the things that, and you know, d the other thing for me is that, um, for me, for full circle for healing is that we're, we are back in my building that we used for my art gallery. So there is a, there's a huge piece of, and I won't steal up about it, um, but there's a huge piece of that that is full circle healing for me to be that's, back there. That's a nice confirmation yeah, that you're yeah, doing the right thing. Yeah, and, and, and even where I'm creating with our patients, right? Um, my, my office space is my creative room, and that's the same room that I would use for my one-on-ones when I had the building open. Um, and so I would still do my one-on-one -on -one patients, and... Um, I would use that same space. And so it's it's a wonderful space and I can still feel all the energy in it. And, and it is a beautiful space that we've created. So, so those yeah. two things, I guess. Thank you. <laughs> Not being back in there and yeah. definitely the tattoos. Were 
<laughs> so. you know, I, I think, you know, for, for me, I think it's uh, that surprising confirmation came um, in that, you know, in my 20 years as an ER doctor, you know, obviously I, I saved a lot of lives, you know, hundreds, maybe thousands uh, of lives, but leading a team of, of saving people's lives. And uh, rarely did anyone ever say thank you. Um, you know, and, you know, more often than not, they, they might have complained. Sometimes you got a little smile, but you know, that most of the time not they, they, the they, ER, didn't, they least, didn't really yeah. say thank you in the not ER. In the and ER. that's okay. That's not what we were looking for. Right. Um, and, and clearly, um, you know, in, in the story of my journey of how I got here, you know, there's been other people who I wanted to save. Um, and there was one day uh, around Christmas last year that we got a letter from a patient. Um, and in all those lives I saved in the ER, no one ever sent me a letter. Uh, but this patient sent me a letter um, and it simply said, Thanks to your, thanks to you, I'm the happiest I've ever been in my life. Thank you for saving my life. Yeah. And that's why we do it. Yeah, exactly. That's why we do it. And you know, that never happened in the ER. No. And it happens now. And, and we see lives changed. And we save lives. That, yeah. that some a, people get- On a deeper know. level, yeah. an emotional level, yeah. on a spiritual level. Um, this is life-saving um, for people. It really is. Um, so it's the best work I've ever done, I think, that, that we've ever done. Um, it uh, sustains me um, and keeps my passion alive. And I, and I, I look forward to continuing this journey mm. um, and discussing the power of this very transformative healing paradigm in, in all of its aspects and all of the ways that it can be used to promote uh, emotional well-being, spiritual well-being, physical well-being, and, and ultimal, ultimately uh, transformation to a, a higher state of being. In the future, we're going to bring on some of our, our, our former patients and clients to discuss their their experiences and, and what they learned and, 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 and their growth. Um, we'll sh probably share other uh, techniques and creativity on immersive therapies, mm. on uh, physical fitness, uh, on many aspects of, of life and, and health and healing. Um, so thank really you for really thank you for being to. with us today on this inaugural episode of Healing with Ketamine. Um, we look forward to seeing you again next time um, and sharing this journey with you.